The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer break down AEW Dynamite from last night. A couple of great promos. One from Brian Danielson. Another from Ruby Soho. And then we have the discussion of who could be next for MJF. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The match that took place on Sunday, the one-hour Ironman match, where Brian Danison tapped out. Listening to that promo, Tommy, I got to be honest with you, it got me because, you know, both you and I, as dads, you know, we're do anything for our kids. And, you know, he in that moment, when he's in that LaBelle lock, his first thought was, I got to, I got to, and they beeped it out, but I got to fucking fight here. I got to get out of this because it's all about the fight. It's all about winning the match. But Max said something in, in a promo before the match where it was like, he talked about not being able to play with his kids. And that, that comment was ringing in Brian Danielson's head when he was trying to fight out of that LaBelle lock. And he couldn't feel his arm. And you know what? He got scared because family comes first and he tapped out. I mean, I, I, I can't say a good enough things about that promo from Brian Danielson last night, Tommy. As always, Brian Danielson delivers in the ring. He delivers with uh, his promos. That was an emotional promo with a lot of ramifications. And it's true. Um, do you know how many times like, I have two daughters when they were little, you know, hug me, hug me, hug me, or pick me up, pick me up. And there were times I couldn't pick both my kids up at the same time, or even just one, or I had to put them down because daddy's back hurts. Um, there's, hey, can you, uh, can we go for a walk? I can't go for a walk today because my body hurts. These are all things that are very, very true. And I think a lot of, um, wrestlers have gone through this with their children. It's, it sucks and it's hard. Um, or, you know, you, you try to gut it out and, you know, like, I mean, your wife will be like, Hey, you okay? Be like, yep. And you're gutting it out, doing whatever simple tasks are. Um, but, uh, very, very truthful, meaningful promo. I loved it. 
It was a great way to let Brian go away for a bit because Brian has been wrestling a lot. And I do feel like AEW does a good job of letting some of their performers take some time. Uh, we saw it with FTR. Uh, they go away. It's also a good way. Um, we say it a lot uh, in Impact. I wish this person would go to Portland, meaning I wish we had this person's been here so long. It's better if they went away so they came back and we'd have something new for them as opposed to we have to have them on television or have to have them involved in something. It makes them very, very – your return means more when you are away. And when there's too many wrestlers that, you know, you always have to try to find something because you have something like a talent like that, it's good that he goes away. And, that you know, he has gone through the rigors of professional wrestling and he has had a boatload of injuries. His body does need some time to heal, especially after the matches he's been having, especially after a 70-minute match. He's also not a kid in his 20s like MJF. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And yep. in pro wrestling, we can control the absence at times. I thought uh, DBs, uh, BDs, DBs, BVDs, I thought his promo was excellent last night. And that is this type of storytelling I want to see more of from AEW. And I'm actually considerably interested in this new show that AEW is going to be doing. The coming attractions have me really intrigued. I want to see what happened during Adam Cole's uh, stint while he was out and he was going through the anxiety issues in the nighttime week, you know, uh, the, the, the tachycardia issues that he was describing. I want to see how Britt dealt with it. I want to see some of the backstage stuff. This show reminds me of that TNA show back in the day, I believe it's called Reaction where we pulled the curtain back and we saw some real lives, some real animosity, some real struggles, some real trials and tribulations. That's the type of storytelling pro wrestling needs. So the Daniel Bryan vignette promo last night had me reeled in. I felt for him. Maybe it's time to say goodbye. Shit, is this the last time we're going to hear from Daniel Bryan, see from Daniel Bryan? His career already taken away because uh, almost taken away because of concussions. His children. Conversely, the Max promo is great. Because Max is holding that belt and he's hitting on all cylinders. And he's and he's basically has said, and he said it in that, he said it at the press conference. I shut you all up. I proved you all wrong. You have nothing on me now. Which is which on Monday is what I said could create an issue for AEW. Because nobody has anything on Max now. He can street fight and bleed in a double dog collar in, in a dog collar match, right? Wasn't he in the dog yep. collar match? With yeah, Punk? him and him and Punk. Yep. Right. He can do that. Obviously, he can talk on the mic. And now he just went sixty minutes plus with Danielson. Where's the weakness? Where's the hole in the game? Who who can back Max into a corner right now? Who 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 should who should we believe in that can beat Max? Right now, I can't think of anybody, Tommy. I can think of anybody. Um, it really it it doesn't matter. Here's why. Um, there was a guy who used to say, I'll go all night long, uh, and then I'll party all night. Um, he would walk the walk and talk the talk, 
and he was the world champion for a long time. That's Ric Flair. MJF gives me those vibes, and it all depends on the challenger to find those weaknesses. If it's just different lifestyle, because now apparently MJF is single, um, cool. Um, there, anybody can you know have anybody's number at any time. Okay, so, so I, let's I say just it was disagree you. with that assessment. Let, okay, so let's say it was you. What would you? What what would you? What weakness would you point out in him? Uh, I have experience over him. How about that? I've been doing this 33 years. Uh, you do not, you do not live. You have not walked one mile in my shoes, blah, blah, blah. That would be one simple thing. He could go after the exact same thing that I just said because of my age or, Hey, this is one last run for me. And I'm going to, what I've done, uh, in my career, this is it. Like I would put my career on the line against him. And if he beat me, cool, then yes, you are the better man. But you have to understand what I have done to human beings and I will do them to you and blah, blah, blah. That's my, just right my, off my the point, top of my head. No, no, no. My, but my point is, why should a fan believe, if Max has already been in bloodbaths with a CM Punk who has considerable amount of time in the wrestling business and 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 Max has gone more than 60 minutes with Daniel Bryan, who has a considerable amount of time in this business. What weaknesses can anybody point out that fans are going to be like, ooh, yeah, okay. So you're going to tell him you're the king of extreme, and he's going to look at you and go, I've been in a double, I've been in a dog collar match and lost uh, ha half of my body weight in blood. I that's my point. There is no holes in Max's game. What babyface is going to be able to put a gun to Max's head where the fan base is going to be like, <gasps> what holes were in Ric Flair's game? That's kind of how the same thing. And then, uh, you know, on any given moment, uh, if it was Dusty Rhodes, if it was Nikita Koloff, if it was Ricky Morton, if it was Ronnie Garvin, all these guys during the bash when he was going after anybody, there are why did we believe that somebody could beat him? I also think that Brian Danielson is going to be the answer eventually because he, he explained it in that promo last night. He tapped because not because he felt he couldn't fight it. He tapped because he had his family and his kids in his head because of what Max said to him before that match. So I'm sure at some point we're going to get a returning Brian Danielson and Maybe it's Brian Danielson is the one guy that could knock MJF off his pedestal. Because when I look at the roster right now, I don't know about that babyface. And like you both just said, the longer that Brian Danielson is off our TV, the the more that our heart is going to want him to come back. And maybe that maybe bully to answer your question, it's it's a returning Brian Danielson. It's not something that I would be interested in in this point. I've seen the Danielson MJF story. I enjoyed it. I think both of the guys played their parts perfectly. Max has solidified. Now, now the fact that Max used a foreign object against Danielson and hit him with the uh, with the uh, oxygen tank. Yeah, maybe that's a good reason to lock them in a cage and actually adhere to the steel cage rules where there's no weapons in the cage, the door is double locked, and we have to have a clean, clean finish. But if I had a guy like, let's say, Wardlow, and I know we're going to talk about Wardlow later, like Wardlow, I would, if my, if I'm Wardlow, I'm cutting the promo, Max, 
I'm not going to bust you open and spill your blood because I know you can handle that. I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. Max, I'm not going to wrestle you for 60 minutes. I'll wrestle you for 60 minutes because I've seen you do that already. I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. Max, I'm not going to talk on the microphone with you because I know you'll bury me on the mic. I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. My point is, in all aspects of the wrestling game, Max is not lacking in any of them. And I'm, I'd like to see which baby face is going to be able to expose him. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbacast. If you love the World Cup but hate it the soccer part, then I have some great news for you because the World Baseball Classic is finally here. And we'll be talking all things WBC and spring training as opening day approaches, and you should join us. You can download the Baseball Barbacast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Goal! If, if MJF is in the ring, kind of posing the question that Bully posed last segment, like, hey, you know, who who could possibly step up to me? Who could possibly face me on this roster? If you hear a cult of personality play, that's something that I think everybody's going to want to see, Tommy. Well, the place would go nuts. Um, we would go nuts. Uh, we would be talking about it forever. Um, don't know if it's going to happen. Kind of hope it does. But if it doesn't, you got to move on and you got to look within your company. Um, I think you have Jungle Boy, who's, you know, where a company it's also based where wins and losses matter. He's coming off a few wins. Ricky Starks could get himself back up there, though, um, you know, defeating Chris Jericho. So, I mean, those are guys you can have, uh, you know, the whole Hey, Max, you were they've touched upon it a little bit, but now that he's a champion, it's it's a whole other there's more stakes at hand and you can go those different ways to show like I I totally disagree about Max not having any type of vulnerability. Yes, he could walk the walk, but talk, talk, we've, you know, but yes, you did cheat to beat Brian Danielson. Um, There's there's people within your roster that right away, but yes, CM Punk would be the biggest wow factor if he did come back. And and bully you said, to your you point. Should, hold quickly. on, hold on, Dave. Dave. Tommy, you say you disagree with uh, the, you know uh, MJF having any weaknesses or anything like that, but I haven't heard you bring up a a point or a fact or an example of what weaknesses Max has right now. Uh, I used Ric Flair as my analogy. To state what what, like, what does Max have? What weaknesses does Max? The have? same thing that Ric Flair had. How do you say that no one could beat Ric Flair for going from the bashes? He would even face the Road Warriors, and there were times where you think Rick, uh, the Road Warriors were going to be the world champion because of Ric Flair. So there was no holes in Ric Flair's game, but yet he still retained the championship. The same with MJF. There could, yes, you won this, you won that, but you're going to, everybody is going to lose. And it, at any point, what you do, I mean, you could talk about, well, uh, cool. Like they mentioned it a little bit about him. You were just engaged and now you're single. If you're going to go that personal route, what happened? Your girl, you broke up with your girl or did your girl break up with me? Institute a fake, his girlfriend. Oh, no, wait, she's on social media. can institute a fake girlfriend. Okay, um, so if you want to tell me that a weakness of Max right now is his personal life and a baby face would go down that road, uh, 
uh, Daniel Bryan did that a little bit with him a couple of weeks ago in a promo, but then Max just showed up and went 60 plus minutes with him. So I understand the Ric Flair comparison. I'm talking about modern day in AEW, what babyface could come out there and can, you know, pose a serious threat to Max right now. And yeah, you could say, well, Orange Cassidy or CM Punk or this or that. I think the kid at such a young age has proven so much that the, the only guy that I can think of, I mean, other than Punk, which is, we can always say Punk, but he's not there. The real story here is Wardlow. Yes. But they have hit the brakes with him again. And I'm not sure why. I know, Dave, you want to get into that later. Yeah, we'll but, get uh, into that because I think it's important. Don't forget, too, Bully, and and I know we keep bringing up Punk, but he is still signed with AEW. Uh, Punk beat him. That, that dog collar match that we talked about, Punk won that dog collar match. The one guy on the roster that's been able to get over MJF time and time again has been CM Punk. So that story is still sitting there if they ever want to go back to it. See, now that's a good example. <clears throat> Because I brought up the dog collar match and how he was a bloody mess, but Punk did beat him. So Punk coming back, <clears throat> excuse me, and exposing the fact that he beat him. Yeah, that's a that's a good hole in Max's armor. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Tommy, a lot of truth to what Ruby, actually all truth in what Ruby had to say last night. Wish me well, you can go to hell. Man, uh, I love Ruby Soho. Um, the character, I thought she's an amazing baby face. I really thought she could have been someone who could carry that title, even though they have a very, very strong, dominant woman who has just become an organic baby face. Uh, and then I saw her heel promo and man, when there's an origin story, she gave me her origin story. She carried herself like a top act and I loved her promo. I also got to give a shout out to Excalibur and Taz Taz, especially for during the match, going back to the promo and saying, Hey, Excalibur, I kind of have to agree on some of the points that Ruby was talking about. Yeah. Ruby had poise in her promo. And then what's the best part about it? She blamed the people. And she hit so many lines where if it's heel promo 101, I'm going to bring you here to get this boo. I'm going to bring you here to get this boo and get these reactions. There was a lot of truth to her story. And it is. Like, and, and I know what it was like to be a baby face who was struggling to get over. And when you think you're doing well and you want this adulation from the fans and they boo you, you're like, but I did everything right. So then why the F should I do everything right for you people? Because you people are the ones. And if I'm sitting in the audience, I'd be like, well, I wasn't at that show. F you, Ruby. Um, so uh, again, I really, really enjoyed her promo. I think she's going to be, if pushed correctly, 
a very, very top heel. I liked her match that she had to follow up. It was a strong win. Um, I liked the story with Willow, and I think she kind of was needed for that group to kind of still um, get over in a missing piece. I don't think they're NWO-esque, but she will add uh, Soraya will, you know, would be, could be the heel heel because she gets people angry at her. <laughs> um, yeah. But Ruby, man, I thought she her promo was great and sad to say, I think going forward, sorry, Lars, we should get rid of her music because her music is upbeat and yes. makes people pop. And if you want to be a heel, you tell everybody you ain't ever hearing that song ever again until when? Until she turns babyface because that music defines her as this upbeat, alternative, different type of babyface. But take that music away. I mean, honestly, uh, like music is a big part of everybody. Look what they did with Sami Zayn when his music returned. Think about if Sandman ever turned heel and he took that music away. We can't dance and sing with you. Think of when Jericho cuts his own music and Jericho's, you know, this entertaining heel. But when he's like, you are not worthy to sing my song. Boo, we hate you. That's my only thing I would just change with her. Um, so. Uh, I really enjoyed Ruby and I loved her mission statement. I loved her backstory. I love her origins. And hopefully if done correctly, she will be uh, a top, top heel in this group. Dave in 1996 or seven after me and Devon's very first night together, where we joined the first thing I did was take the music away from the Dudleys. No more music, no more highway to hell. No more happy song that makes you get on your feet and cheer because it's a subconscious thing. Yeah. You hear a song that you grew up on. You hear a song that you like. You immediately that 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 rush of you know endorphin, serotonin, or whatever, whatever you know dopamine to the brain makes you happy. Take everything away that makes you happy. And think of the reaction when the smallest guy, Spike Dudley, that music would hit "Highway to Hell." The people would go nuts and he would get in, get out, do his move, leave. And he was the smallest wrestler in ECW. And, but it was another, it was a party. And who did he first go after? His brothers. Uh, if, if I'm Ruby Soho, uh, he, here's a little, a little scene that I would create there in AEW. Next time we see Ruby Soho, her music hits, right? Yep. And she comes out to her music and she walks down off the side of the stage she goes behind the curtain. She goes to wherever the sound guy is. Follow her into the production truck. Have Ruby Soho find the sound guy and beat the shit out of the sound guy and say, don't ever play that song again. And then spray paint that dude, whatever. So now we understand why the music is not being played anymore because Ruby and maybe the other girls also bully the sound guy into never playing this. That's going to be heat for her. Now you're taking the music away. Now you're beating the shit out of a regular person. That's how you take the music away. Ruby's promo last night. Great job. I like how she put the gun to the head of the spoil entitled brats in the AEW locker room. She was shooting. She was not working. The entire locker room is filled with entitled wrestlers who think that they deserve more when they haven't earned more. One of the things I thought Ruby could have done 
with the crowd since she blamed the crowd for creating this monster was tell the crowd you are the greatest fans in the world in which she would have got a monster reaction but conversely you are the worst fans that have ever existed because a lot of people believe that about the AEW fan base they are so great because we always I always compare them like to that ECW fan mm-hmm. base of how behind the company they re- that, that they really are but on the other hand they can be extremely toxic and and Tommy that ECW fan base back in the day when the internet first started they were pretty toxic in their own weren't they if they turned on you you had you had no chance like if you were a babyface did not have a good in-ring performance they turned on you if you were a babyface <laughs> if they you were a babyface and they you know they they would cheer for the heel because they liked their wrestlers and they liked their wrestling that's why I always say, I mean, because I've seen it live and I and I experienced it live and then I I see it. No matter what you do in the ring, it matters to the fans. And at the end of the day, with all the bells and whistles, it's the wrestling that gets you over with the fans. Yes, you could be charismatic on the microphone. You know, what we saw, to Bully's point, MJF, his only, you know, perceived weakness at that time was his wrestling. Boom. He had an amazing friggin' match. He's now known as a great wrestler. So what is his weakness? If you had somebody like people don't get Orange Cassidy, excuse me, um, couldn't hit my mute button quick enough. Um, and then Orange Cassidy goes out and has been having great matches all the time, but still then throwing in his gimmick. And I've said this a million times, gimmicks are short-lived, but gimmicks that can work will last forever. And you know, there's a reason why some wrestlers who were gimmicks got over on the short term. And then after that, they kind of fizzle out because their in ring wasn't the best. You can have this monster monster because we had this conversation uh, before this guy who looks the part. He's going to be this monster heel. They'll feed him everybody. And then all of a sudden, you know, they all like the wrestlers be like, this guy don't have it. He's not good in the ring though they're force feeding them to the fans, then all of a sudden, well, how come this guy's not a top guy? Cause he's not good in the ring. And, you know, a lot of people have been faced and looking across the ring with those people, but um, your in ring will, will tell the tale. And, uh, you know, I really, really think uh, Ruby's in ring is really, really good. And just how to change it all up. Just those little, little tweaks where I say she could be, I love Bully's idea. If we're going to go NWO-esque and green's kind of their thing. I remember those vignettes that uh, they used to do in the black and white. I don't know if there's a green filter uh, or if there's like a greenish U that you can have, like a green and gray or, or something like that. But when you're showing them, if you want to get these girls over, you know, go full boat because you have three really, really good in-ring performers uh, two really know how to get heat. Um, so we'll take it from there. I would sit Ruby. I thought Ruby had, I don't, and I don't know if one of you guys used this word yet this morning, poise. I think you said poise earlier. Yep. She had, I agree with that. She had a ton of poise. She was cool, calm and collected, confident in what she wanted to say. And I did not feel like Ruby was memorizing lines last night. 
so much positive. And I'm a, I, I love Ruby's look. I love Ruby's presentation. Girls like women like Ruby and Tony Storm, I would be writing like a, a mother trucker for because I'm just, that's, they're the type of wrestlers that I'm into when it comes to it factor and look. But my point is this, I would sit Ruby down and watch that promo with her one time and just point out the little things where she shined the most, where she probably doesn't even realize she shined this moment in time, the way you delivered this one word or the way you looked or, or, or the tone or the inflection in your voice that is what you need to bottle. There's what you need to be like. Now that I've seen last night from Ruby on the microphone, this is the new bar that she has created for herself in my mind. Don't ever go out there and give me a promo that was less than last night because I know you're capable of better now. And that's what I want to see from Ruby. And I think Ruby can be a real player as a heel for AEW. What they do with it, God only knows, because the start, stop, gas, break over there is no rhyme or reason. But hopefully, because I think she can make that 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 chick faction really work. And Dave, as you have said, it's kind of not gotten its no. traction over the past month or so. No, and, and Bully, you used the word before that I'm going to throw back out there, and you said the word understand. Finally, I kind of understand what this story is. You know, we we talked about it. We tried to make sense of it. But Ruby made me understand what this is all about. So far, Soraya and Tony Storm has not been able to do that. Like, they've been acting like these over-the-top heels, these snarky heels. But why? Why are you acting the way that you're acting? Why are you doing what you're doing? It made no sense to me. And it was playing out on TV without anybody really explaining why they were doing We still haven't heard from Soraya, and we still haven't heard from Tony Storm. But now it makes sense because of Ruby's promo last night. Now, I actually want to hear from Soraya. I want to hear from Tony Storm. Because Tommy... At least what Ruby was able to do is get me intrigued where it's like, okay, now I get it. Now I want to see what happens next. Did either of you see, um, I call it the Revolution pre-show after Rampage? No, I did not. No. Uh, When I tell you, it's one of my favorite things they they air uh, before their Um, pay-per-view. It usually airs right after Rampage. And when I tell you, I said, this is what should have been on dynamite. This is what should have been on, well, mainly dynamite and then, or rampage. They did a, they did a package of the women and put it all together and interviewed them almost like Pulp Fiction style uh, from back in the day of why. And Ruby Soho told her story of being stuck in the middle and being a person who, again, she then went to uh, her own personal uh, growing up with her mom and, like, being told that, like, hey, the only thing I'm ever going to be good at is being a waitress at a dive bar and being stuck in the middle. And then you had comments from from all the women who were involved in that match. And it was just, it was great. 
and they did it with with all the matches. They did it with Hangman Page uh, and John Moxley. They did it with Brian Danielson and MJF. Um, it gave a lot of, like I said, the origins, the backstory, which for you and for me and for a lot of people, like we didn't understand why, like this Ruby thing. And I was like, God, I wish they showed this because it made me fall in love with Ruby even more, who I'm already a big mark for. And then, and I was like, God, this is it. This is the girl, even though Jamie Hayter is getting these amazing responses. But then when she turned, I was like, ugh, are they just turning for the sake of turning? But then after I listened to her promo again, I was like, this girl's going to be something. Well, and, but, but really and quick. it's all I, about the, the story and the character. Yes. Dave, Dave yes. let me, Tommy, on Tuesday, we had Gigi Dolan on. Yep. And to be quite honest, the first five minutes Gigi was on, I was just like, meh, whatever. Heard it before. I get it. And then Gigi said something which made me at like, I now I, I asked her about her background because I didn't understand something she said. And she said um, something about, a, I, I want to get this right for her, Ro Romani gypsy. That's yes. like her culture, her background. She said, you know, yeah. my culture really wasn't accepted. Thank you. My culture wasn't accepted and it was hard for me for this. And when she said that, me, Dave and Mark, all at the same time, we all perked up and our heads turned like dogs that just heard a whistle. And now the hook was in my mouth because I wanted to hear about this Romany gypsy background. I wanted to hear about the So you're, you're listening to this story about Ruby. We're listening to the story about Gigi. And this is the interesting stuff. I could give a shit less about a wrestling move. That's the, that's the end result. And this is, I think this is one of the things that me and Dave have been talking about for the longest time of the, the story. And I think this show, this new show that AEW is doing could really help them because just by seeing the coming attractions for the new show, I find myself more emotionally invested in some of these characters than anything that I've seen on TV before. Because what we see on TV now is... Typical pro wrestling. I don't want typical pro wrestling wrestling anymore. I want real life stories with real life people whose um, animosities and issues culminate in a wrestling ring. And, right. and, and, and bully, you just, you know, you're talking about emotional connection, like what Gigi Dolan did for us on Tuesday. Tommy, you mentioned Britt Baker and you mentioned Jamie Hayter and you're like, you know, Jamie Hayter is over with the AEW fan base. There's no doubt about it. But why? You know, why do the AEW fans love Jamie Hayter? Why, as a viewer sitting on my couch that's not in the arena joining in on, on the crowd noise, why why am I invested in Jamie Hayter? Why should I be rooting for Jamie Hayter? When Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter are doing backstage promos, they're not giving me a reason to get behind them and cheer them. That's why this whole story arc with the women was not grabbing me at all because nobody was explaining why I should care. Nobody was explaining why I should be cheering and nobody was explaining why I was booing for the first time in months. And this story has been being played out for months for the first time. Somebody gave me a, a reason to care. And that was Ruby Soho last night, but also to the point of what bully was talking about this show, all access from just from that commercial that they showed, I was. They showed Britt Baker, you know, being a dentist. You know, they were taught. They were showing, you know, uh, Britt Baker getting that needle in her back. 
Britt Baker was talking about our very own Thunder Rosa and how it was affecting Jamie Hayter. Like, wow. In that 30-second promo, they did more than what they've been able to do three months on TV. David, we saw it with Thunder Rosa when she wasn't even a host here and she comes on and talks about me winning this this ti- we me winning this title changes my life. Yep. She's in tears. And I'm able to buy a home. I'm able to buy a better my home for my parents. Um listen, th- there, wait, wait, Tommy, a lot. Tommy, really quick. How about when she was crying to us on yes. the air, you and I, when she was just talking about, and this was just last year. This was last year at Revolution in Orlando. And we had her on right, we had her on after that in the build to her winning the championship, where she was crying to us about the hotel room that they booked for her in Orlando. Like she was crying, saying, I've, in my entire life, I have never been in such a nice place. Like I, she like was just the emotions took her over. Like they never, not in one moment, ever replayed anything that we were able to do in those interviews on their TV show. As a matter of fact, Thunder Rosa never had the opportunity to speak from the build to winning that championship, or even after she won that championship. That imagine if they were able to do that. Imagine if they were able to capture just a little of the emotion that we were able to do in our interview and have that on dynamite on a Wednesday. Uh, yes. And they did do it on the, the same show before that pay-per-view they flew a drone over like this small house somewhere in Mexico. And like, you know, her describing her upbringings, I knew it more so because of the background from this show, but they do do an amazing job on the show before, um, their major pay-per-views, but they only do what for a year. Um, yeah. and, and I agree, David, I, I agree a hundred percent. There's also something that you touched on that, uh, maybe we can get into in a little bit. There's difference on how people have gotten over and that, that that's a big, big difference. Cause you, you mentioned, uh, Jamie Hayter and, uh, Britt Baker. There's much difference on how people got over. Cause you said why, and, and there that's, that's a loaded question. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Serious XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.